Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the series, Is It Okay To? In lesson two, we asked this question. Is it okay to live the gay lifestyle, go to a gay wedding, or if you have a business service, a gay wedding? Lesson three, we asked, is it okay to drink alcohol or, and, uh, and or smoke marijuana? And lesson four, last week or weekend, we asked, is it okay to have tattoos, plastic surgery, and or be cremated? And last weekend was all about body image. And if you weren't here, it was, it was, it was a life-changing uh, weekend. You'll really, really enjoy that message. Even if you're not interested in tattoos or plastic surgery, the, 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 the body image part was uh, absolutely life-changing. This weekend, we're going to ask, is it okay to watch Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead? And I pick those two because they're number one and number two. Those are the most watched uh, shows in, in America. Game of Thrones is number one. Walking Dead is number two. So I figured they're popular. Let's go ahead and deal with those two shows. So let me tell you a little bit about my history in TV and movies. I love movies. Uh, I just absolutely love them. I don't know why. Um, but when I was a new Christian, I accepted Christ at 19, turned 20 in about two months, I think, after I accepted Christ. So I'm this young man, and I'm struggling with this thing called lust because I was heavily into pornography before I met Jesus. And um, if you, you've been here any length of time, you've heard me tell my Gilligan's Island story and how God dealt with me not to watch Gilligan and, uh, uh, for Mary Ann and Ginger, you know. And uh, <coughs> so I did that. I did that. But I still was struggling with lust. And I'm just praying. I mean, I'm literally crying out to God every week saying, God, save me. God, help me. Deliver me from this. I don't want it. So I'm wanting to do right, but I'm not being able to do it. And I'll never forget God dealt with my heart. He does it with all of us in different ways, but he dealt with my heart. I knew it was God, and I had this debate with him for, for a, quite, quite a few weeks. And I kept saying, no, you can't want me to do that, God. That's impossible. But he was dealing with my heart to stop watching TV or going to movies. And I'm like, no, God, you can't. There's no way I can do that. But finally, I gave in. And I ended up going four years without watching TV or going to a movie. That means sports, too. So I didn't watch football or basketball. I just took God literally during that time in my life. And I assumed, because he told me and dealt with me not to do it, that it was a sin, so I was judging everybody else. If someone told me they went to a movie, like, you carnal, unspiritual Christian, you, you know. And uh, I, just, I just was in that legalistic, judgmental gear. But then about four years into it, I'm really doing what God asked me to do. And then he deals with my heart, and he says, Joe, I'm going to let you watch it now. I'm like, oh, this was just about me. You wanted me to take a respite so I could grow spiritually. Oh, I'm the problem. I'm the unspiritual one. Thank you, God. And then the most difficult thing ever began. You know what was more difficult than, than not watching TV or going to movies for four years? The more difficult than that was figuring out what I could and couldn't watch. That was tough. And not knowing. And so I went through this process to figure it out. And today I'm going to do my best to help you figure it out for yourself because God doesn't want us to be legalistic, right? 
He doesn't want me to make up a list. He doesn't want us to say these are the don'ts. He wants you to, God trusts you so much, he wants you to figure it out for yourself. Same way with the alcohol, same way with other things that we talked about in this series. So uh, what we have to do is put it through the G-Y-O filter. G stands for God, and God is referring to the Bible, and God's either going to give you permission, prohibition, or he won't talk about it at all, but he'll, he'll show you through principles. You can figure it out by Bible principles. Y is you. Sometimes God gives us freedom, but we can't handle it. Talk to you about that when we taught on alcohol. And then O is others. And the question there is two filters. Is if, if I do this, if I live in this freedom, am I going to cause a non-Christian not to want to become a Christian? And that's usually in a foreign country where they have different cultures and something that we're allowed to do they think is a sin, that type of thing. The other O filter is Christians. You know, maybe they're too weak, and if they see me do this, they might stumble. So those, those are the, the filters. So we want to place this into the God filter and find out what God says. Well, obviously, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, TV, movies, uh, they weren't around when the Bible was written. So you're not going to find a verse that says you can or you can't. So we have to use principles. So here's what I thought. I thought, why not make our principle our big idea? You know how I always have a big idea? And, and I always say to you, I want you to walk out understanding this more clearly than anything else you've ever understood. Uh, and, and so I made it our principle. And this, this would be the filter I use, and I want to expand upon it, help you understand it first, and then we'll run these things through it. But it just goes like this. God made you pure to live pure. I mean, that, that's the principle. God made you pure. We want to explain that so you can live pure. And I like to talk about purity about four times a year because it's, it's that important. And when I say pure, the Bible also calls that holy. And all it means is this. God is pure. Pureness means you don't have anything that's bad or vile that, that you're, you're, you're doing in your life or you're allowing into your life. So it can be anger. It can be fear. Uh, it can be anxiety. It could be lust. It's just you're, you're, you're making yourself pure. Now, here's what's really cool, all right? When you accepted Jesus, God made you as pure as you'll ever ever be. You are as pure as you'll ever be right now. Now, he didn't do that with your mind. He did it with the real you, your spirit, and you are as pure as can be. Now God wants us to grow in purity. That's a process, and it's going to take us time. It doesn't happen overnight, and all of us are at different levels, and that's cool, and my heart is just to take all of us up to another level after today's lesson. Uh, so here's a scripture to help us understand. First Peter 2.9 says this, you are not like that, the Christian. For you have been chosen by God himself. Listen to this. You are priests of the king. You are holy and pure. You are God's very own. All this so that you may show to others, that's the non-Christians, how God called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. And darkness would be full of all kinds of impurities, and God's called us to walk in the light purity. And that's, you know, God made you pure so you can live pure. That's his goal for every one of our lives. But let's talk about the fact we're pure. This is just an incredible verse of Scripture. Did you notice in verse 9 there, it says, you are priest of the king? If you're a Christian, you're a priest. Now think about that. We're familiar with priests in other religions, right? There's Hindu priests. There's Protestant priests, there's Catholic priests in Christianity. And 
nothing wrong with any of them. I respect guys that say, hey, I'm not going to be married and I'm going to just dedicate my life to, 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 to God and the work of God. That's wonderful. Um, but the Bible talks about the fact that all of us are priests if we're Christian. And the reason you're a priest is because God made you pure and holy. And you can only be a priest if you're pure and holy. So you were made pure and holy. God recreated you on the inside. You're as pure and holy as you can ever be. And you have what's called a priestly ministry. And that, that, only, that just means this in the Bible. What priests do in the Bible is they offer up sacrifices. That's all we do. So how do you and I offer up sacrifices? There's a bunch of different sacrifices we can offer to God. Today, when you gave, uh, when you give to God, the Bible teaches when you give to God or to the poor that that rises up to heaven as a sweet-smelling sacrifice, and Jesus himself literally receives that up in heaven. Isn't that absolutely amazing? So every time you give to God or to the poor, it's an offering that goes up to heaven. The Bible teaches us in Romans 12, verse 1, that we should surrender our lives as a living sacrifice. So every time you and I surrender our lives and say, God, you own me, and I surrender myself and my will to you, you're the king. That's a sacrifice. Every good work you do is a sacrifice that goes up to heaven. And God says it comes up to heaven as a beautiful smelling sacrifice. Here's one we all know, right? Every time we worship, every time we sing praise, like we did at the beginning of service, the Bible says that that goes up to heaven like an incense, and it just goes to heaven, and God receives it as this just beautiful sacrifice. So you can do all that as a priest, a spiritual priest unto God, because God made you pure. God made you holy. You are as pure and holy as you'll ever be. Now, we don't always live that way, right? So the process is we want to become more pure, and it's all about atmosphere. So the atmosphere you allow yourself in is going to determine whether or not you're pure or how much you grow in your purity. So I, I want to qualify that when I say atmosphere. Be because you're a Christian, you have the ability to, to work anywhere, live anywhere. Uh, and I want to make sure none of us are hyper-spiritual, right? Because some, some Christians are so hyper-spiritual. And if you're hyper-spiritual, non-Christians and even Christians are going to think you're weird. So I, I want to help make sure you're not weird, okay, uh, in people's eyes, right? Because hyper-spiritual is not good. But hyper-spiritual people, they'll think, well, I can't, I can't be at work where people are cussing or telling dirty stories. I can't be around relatives that don't live like I live uh, because they're going to mess me up. No, 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 no. You don't have to open up your heart. You can be in those atmospheres and keep your heart closed. You'll be okay, all right? You, it, it will not destroy you. Because uh, you and I determine whether we open our hearts up and receive things, right? But where it, where it can really hurt you is when you open up your heart willingly and you say, I want to be, I want to watch this show, I, I want to watch this movie. And that's where you can open up yourself and, and really hurt and do damage yourself. So I want to talk a little bit about atmosphere. And here's the first thing. Our atmosphere must be different than their atmosphere. And of course, there would be the, the non-Christians. And God makes that distinction in the Bible. So listen to this. Ephesians 4, 17a, it says this. Let me say this then, speaking for the Lord, live no longer as the unsaved or the non-Christians, for they are blinded and confused. Good people, but their spiritual eyes haven't been opened. Listen to verse 19. They don't care anymore about right and wrong and have given themselves over to impure ways. So 
it's important for us to realize we have a different set of values. Our atmosphere is different than their atmosphere. And when you think about Hollywood, most of Hollywood would be people that haven't met Jesus yet, right? And so their atmosphere is way different than our atmosphere. Uh, things don't bother them that aren't pure and they should bother us. So when we're coming out of the world and we're watching certain things, we have to begin to become aware as men. These guys think differently than I do, so there might be some things that they create that maybe aren't the best thing for me or for my kids. So we have to realize that. And then here's the next thought, is the wrong atmosphere can really interfere. It can interfere with your purity. You get into the wrong atmosphere. So I have DirecTV, and DirecTV is incredible. It's really been good to me. But if it rains hard or snows hard, my reception goes out. And I've had experts come out because people tell you, well, your dish isn't aligned perfectly with the... It is, but I've had experts come out and they say, it is, it is. It's just something happens when it rains hard or snows hard. So we're watching one of the championship games of the Cavs last year playing uh, Stephanie Curry and, the, Curry, or, Curry and the Warriors, right? I, I'm not a fan, so I just have fun with him. Okay, <laughs> obviously I'm a LeBron fan, right? So I'm watching that, I'm watching that. And the Cavs have been incredible, haven't they? So I'm watching that, and it goes out. And I'm like, oh, right, right, at an, right near the end of a game. And I'm so upset. But my future son-in-law, Corey's there. And he, he just says, that's no problem. He takes out a smartphone. He connects directly through, through, through his provider with, with the direct feed off the Internet. And then he shoots it on the screen. And we're watching it from his phone. I'm like, you can do that? That's a miracle. <laughs> he told me how, and I still, I don't know. I just need Corey when that, I need that. I don't know if I'll ever figure it out. It doesn't work for me, but it works for him, right? But here's what I want you to see. The atmosphere impacts the reception. It impacts my, my ability to see direct TV. And guess what? The atmosphere will interfere with our purity if we allow ourselves in the wrong atmosphere. That's why the Bible says this. It's, this is an amazing verse. 2 Timothy 2.22. Run from anything that gives you the evil thoughts that young men often have. God's not picking on young men, but I, I told you an opening story when I was 20, right? Your hormones are too high, and, and you're fighting all these thoughts that you don't want. And so God says, run from anything that can cause you to have bad thoughts, but stay close to anything that makes you want to do right. So I think that's cool. There are atmospheres that make you want to be more pure, and there are atmospheres that are going to mess with your purity, and, and you're going to struggle. And so sometimes we really love God, and we just don't realize we're submitting ourselves to an atmosphere that's making it tough. Maybe it's bringing anxiety. Maybe it's bringing fear. Maybe it's bringing anger. Maybe it's causing us to have some lust problems, and we don't realize that that's what's happening. So it's important to know the atmosphere can interfere, and you and I have to determine that. So I love this about God, because everything we do in God is grace. But in order to walk in grace, you know, we, we have to just saturate ourselves with the right atmospheres. And I think it's amazing uh, when you and I can get into an atmosphere that literally, literally causes us to become and grow more purely. Can we all agree with one atmosphere that does that? Don't you always feel better after worship? I mean, you sing those worship songs, don't you feel like, wow, I wish I felt like this all week. Well, that's a good atmosphere to get yourself into, play worship music. Why? Because 
it's the atmosphere of heaven, and it's going to flood you with good things. But sometimes when you're watching something, it's just like, you know, this isn't good for me, and it's just better than to run from that. Here's another thought. You must protect the sphere of your atmosphere. I, I can't protect what you, gets into you, what doesn't. Now, if your kids are young, you can protect your kids. So when, when my kids were young, uh, uh, grade school, junior high, right around 17, 16, I don't know, they're, I think they're sophomore, junior year of high school, I said, guys, you can figure it out. Now, I trained you, figure it out, and I'm not going to police you anymore, right? But when they were young, I was real tough with them. Uh, and I used to say to them, guys, you have to understand, your dad was not a good kid. I did all kinds of bad things, and I want to protect you, and I want you to build your filters and get strong bef- before, uh, you know, while you're young, because when you're young, you don't always know what decisions to make. So I said, I'm going to protect you. So I was really cautious with what I allowed them to watch on TV, and they would complain, Dad, all our friends are watching this, and uh, they're doing this, and I'd say, guys, I'm sorry. And I'd explain to them, I'm just overly protective, all right? And so one, one day I had their grandma, or Gina and I were going out of town, and their grandma watched him. Gina's mom, we call her Grandma Jean, and she let him watch a couple shows that, that we didn't want him to see. And I came home, and I found out my kids said, Grandma, let us watch this, ha, ha, ha. And uh, I bit her head off. Can you imagine doing that to your mother-in-law? I bit her head off. Grandma, I can't believe you let that happen. And she's like terrified, like, Please, calm down, Joe. And, uh, and so then, then, I, then I had to apologize to her. And, and it wasn't even bad. It was just like bad attitudes in the show, things I didn't want them to see. And I protected them. Now, again, probably way too intense. A lot of young people are saying, I'm glad you're not my parent. And uh, I understand all that. I understand. But with the tenacity that I protected my kids, God wants you to protect yourself that way. You have to protect your atmosphere. You have to be tenacious about it because no one else is going to help you. You've got to decide what your atmosphere is going to be. And I love this scripture. It says this, Proverbs 4.23, Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. That's your inner man. You know, that's the most important part of your being. And if you allow the wrong things to get in there, fearful, anxiety, anger, whatever it is, we're all different, lust, it's, it's going to just choke it out. And if it chokes it out, there's some incredible things that you can do and that can come out of you that can change your life, but you have to protect it. And that word guard means mount a garrison. So how do things get in you? Your eyes, your ears, right? So what we allow in is very, very important. So that's the principle. God made you pure so you can live pure, and you're the one that's going to have to figure it out. So let's begin to run these through some filters, okay? Uh, and here's the question we want to ask. Is your atmosphere the proper sphere? Are, are, are you filtering correctly? And so can we bring our things through it? So here's first one, Game of Thrones, all right? So I have all these people. I rub shoulders with people in the secular world. I do that on purpose. And a bunch of people were telling me, you need to watch Game of Thrones. You've got to watch it. It's incredible. And they know I like the fantasy slash sci-fi stuff. I said, you'll love this show. So I, it's into it now three years, and, and I haven't watched it yet because it's, you have to pay for it. It's on one of the premium channels, and I don't have the premium channel. So I, I thought I should buy a season. So I decided to buy a season. But before I did, I thought I have to put this through a filter, just one to start, and then I'll put it through some other ones. So uh, I use this filter called IMDb, which 
stands for Internet Movie Database. And most of you have the app. You can download the app. You can go to it on the website. But you can put any TV show, any movie into, into this. Uh, do a search. It comes up. You can see what it's about. And then you can find out who every actor, actress is in it. But then if you scroll down, guess what it has? It has a parent's review section. And, and, and I know I'm not a kid, but I do it for myself. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. They tell you uh, the amount of gore. They tell you the amount of, uh, you know, action. They tell you uh, the amount of killing in it. They tell you everything. They tell you the sexual parts of it. So I go on for Game of Thrones, and I'm looking at it, and it just, and I've never, I've not watched it because of what I saw, but it just says there's a lot of nudity, frontal nudity, male, female, incest scenes, and I read that, and I thought, you know, no, I won't watch that. I want to watch it, but I won't for that particular reason. So I didn't even have to go any further. Now, there may be some of you in here, you say, that stuff doesn't bother me, and, and that's fine. So this is all between you and God. That's how I figured it out. So then I went to, game of, I went to The Walking Dead because I had all these Christian friends tell me, you need to watch The Walking Dead. And here's what I say to them every time. I hate zombie movies. It's like, I should try out for a part, you know, in the movie. I hate zombie movies. And that's what I would say. They say, it's not about the zombies. It's not about the zombies. It's about the storyline. You don't, you don't even think about the zombies. It's about the storyline. And, and, I, and I, so finally I, I thought, I went through IMDb, and it was okay. Everything was fine in it. It, 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 it has some uh, violence in it, but... Actually, not as much as the Old Testament, so I'm, I'm okay with, with violence, okay? <laughs> seriously, seriously. So, violence bothers some people. It doesn't bother me, so I don't want to go kill someone after I watch it, you know? Um, although I wouldn't mind a couple zombies to have some fun with, but, but, but it's an incredible, incredible show, so I watch it, and you know what? It's, it's not about the zombies. It's the storyline. I can see why it's the second most watched show in America, and it doesn't bother me. It fits and goes through my purity filter and I'm, I'm okay with it. I can't get Gina to watch it because Gina said Gina won't watch anything if there's even dirty fingernails. So she just says that's, that's something that will gross me out. But it's a great show. So you can take any show in the world that you think you want to see run it through there. I always check IMDB. You might have something else that you check. There's other places you can check. And then I watch it because sometimes it comes out okay on IMDB but then when I watch it there's certain places they go that I just go Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that. And I just, that bugs my purity a little. It bugs my, my, my belief system, right? Anymore, just to be honest with you, I haven't been able to watch the news lately because I want to throw things at the TV. So, so Gina won't let me watch it. She says, just, you can't watch it. She says, you cannot watch the news in front of me because I yell at the TV. And um, so it's just that time in history where I just have to read on the Internet and find out what's going on. So here's another question, guys. And this is an important question. And it's just real simple. Will your atmosphere pollute someone else's sphere? And in most cases, can we agree, the culture we live in, if somebody knows you're going to a movie, you're, saying, you're not going to make uh, non-Christians stumble. You know, it's just not going to happen. Maybe, a, you know, if you said you watched Fifty Shades of Grey, I, I, I hear that's pretty bad. Uh, you may, someone might say, you're a Christian and you watch that? That might happen with that particular show. But, but outside of that, I don't think you can make anybody stumble. Sometimes there's Christians that their conscience is different than yours. So, you know, you have to learn to 
just be discreet. Sometimes I always tell the leaders, be discreet with what you release and what you say and uh, make sure you're not going to make someone stumble. And here's a scripture. I want to end with this, Romans 14.22, and it reads like this. You may believe there's nothing wrong with what you are doing, and we've read this twice in this series, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. Now, a good reading for this week, this whole 14 chapter, you know what it's about? God, God gets on the subject that Christians have different areas of their conscience where one area is weak for one and it's not weak for another. And this whole chapter is about, hey, if, if there's something you know God allows you to do but someone else still thinks it's wrong, just do it between yourself and God. In other words, don't, don't go blabbing everybody that you're doing. It is always saying. So you're just being cautious of people's conscience. I trust I made some sense today. Um, uh, I want to pray. Let's close our eyes, bow our heads. Let's pray. Lord, I did my best to teach this part of the Bible. And Lord, first of all, I thank you. Man, I thank you that you made all of us pure. Thank you, Lord. And yet, Lord, all of us are growing and we're struggling in living that purity out in every area, not just the sexual area, Lord, but every area. And Lord, we thank you that by your grace, we're going to grow more and more pure in every single area of our life. And we thank you for doing that, Lord. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed, guys. Let's just be prayerful. Lord, I know while I taught, you dealt with hearts, you dealt with people. And I just thank you, Lord, you're going to give everybody in here the strength, the ability. If you're asking them to make a shift in their atmosphere, you're going to give them the ability to do it, Lord. I thank you for that grace. Lord, we just love you. Thank you for growing us. Thank you for trusting us to decide what we can and can't do by the Scriptures, Lord. Thank you for having that much confidence in us. And I thank you for flooding all of us with your ability, Lord, to go to the next level. Now, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Let's stay in that attitude. Maybe you're here and you're not sure if you're forever. You're not sure if you were to die, if you'd go to heaven or hell. Here's what Jesus said. And you may, you may have come in not believing there was a heaven or hell. Here's what Jesus said. He said, I am the way. No man can come to the Father unless they come through me. He said, whoever believes in me, he says, if they trust in me, even though they die, they will not perish. They'll, they will live forever. I'll give them the gift of eternal life. And he said, you can't work for it. You just have to believe. That's the good news that we love here at Believer's Church. It's amazing. So right now, I'm not asking you to join our church or religion. I'm not asking you if you grew up in church. I'm not asking you if you're water baptized as a baby or an adult. Those are great things, but you can do all those and not know Jesus and not go to heaven. Here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day in your life when you made it personal with Jesus and you said, Jesus, I believe you're the Savior and I make a decision to follow you. If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I can't, but I'm ready today. Would you pray with me right now? Everyone else in the room, can we help them out? Say this after me. Say, Lord God, this day I, I, I make a decision to follow Jesus and give him my heart. Jesus, I believe in you and I thank you for saving my soul. Amen. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.